1: Like what you learn on this and other Cash Flow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, Jay Massey.
0: Hello, everyone. Uh Thanks for joining. We are doing today's episode a little bit differently than normal. A little bit differently than normal. What do I mean by that? We are recording it live. So you're going to hear the actual live recording with the guest. In fact, if you are want to in the future, you want to join us, feel free to go over to our Periscope channel, uh, cashflowdiary.tv, or join us on Facebook Live. If you have questions for the guests, questions for the guests, you'll be able to submit them, and I am able to see them. I am able to see them. And because I'm able to see them, we could possibly get your question answered, which I think is going to be awesome. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about well, cash flow. It's kind of like what we talk about all the time. But how how is it different this time? Well, one of the things is that we're going to be talking to two individuals who have been able to take advantage of the cash flow diary information, but most importantly, they're doing so with laundromats in two completely different locations. So for those of you who ask me, does it work uh, in the U.S.? Yes. So does it work outside of the country? The answer is also yes, and we will be able to to talk to both of them. I have us I have with us uh two. Uh they are one's in California, the other's in Italy, which I think is awesome. So uh, the thing that I want you to hear, though, I want you to hear how they started. I want you to hear uh, what they do. I want you to hear why they do what they do, because these are the things that are going to ultimately make the biggest difference. These are the things that are ultimately going to make the biggest difference for you. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to have them sort of introduce themselves, but most importantly, we're going to dig in as to how they earn cash flow, why they do laundromats because many times you may not have considered a laundromat. I mean, yes, it's quarters at a time, but there's a reason that it works. So, do me a favor and welcome Thomas Landenberger and Doris and Cisco Calderon. Thomas, are you guys there? I am here, Jay. And Doris and 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 Cisco?
2: We're here. Yes.
0: Awesome. Technology is working and this is great. Welcome to those of you who are joining us live so that you guys know we are recording a podcast live that will be released soon and you guys can ask questions and I am paying attention to the questions on Facebook as well as Periscope. So uh, Thomas, do me a favor. You know that I like to think of today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's uh, superheroes, you know, and just like superheroes, entrepreneurs have a Beginning, we have an origin story. So do me a favor. I know the question that everyone's going to ask is why Laundromats, but I, I also want them to understand who you are and why you got started. What is your origin story and why Laundromats?
3: Okay, uh, uh, I'll pick up after high school because I think everyone's life is pretty much the same through high school. <laughs> after <laughs> high school, went to uh, the University of Wisconsin Madison, picked up a degree there. Uh, joined the United States Marine Corps Reserve, was in that from 1991 until 1998. Uh, the Marines promised to show me the whole world, but being in the reserves, like I said, they showed me the hottest deserts and the coldest winters in Wisconsin. So uh, when I got out in 1998, yes, of course. yeah, It's just to get you to sign on that dotted line. <laughs> uh, when I got out in 98, I threw on a backpack, decided to see the world on my own dime, and did that for about four years. During my travels, I met a beautiful Italian woman in Greece where I was working in a restaurant, washing dishes of all things. And uh, after that, kids and we have a house, a great place, live in Tuscany, Italy. In 2006, bought a pastry shop, sold it in 2011, took that capital. Uh, If anyone's ever seen the movie Under the Tuscan Sun or read the book – bought a dilapidated old Tuscan farmhouse and turned it into a bed and breakfast, which has been up and running since 2013. So, Uh, so hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. on. I'm, if I'm hearing you right now, what you're just, what you're telling me is that you just decided to live
3: a movie. Exactly. Uh, I (laughs) always, I don't know. I just, I had never, until I bought that pastry shop, I had never been an entrepreneur. I'd always been an employee and, I don't know. I just uh, the, the opportunity presented itself. I had just recently moved to Italy. Uh, I had sold a house in the States. I, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, I was going to open a pastry shop. My partner backed out. I said, well, what's it take? He said, it takes 35,000 euro. And I said, wow, I just sold the house in the States and I have 35,000 euro. Done. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Go it's, figure. It's action, action, action.
0: Yeah. And that's it. I like it. So, Go figure. The numbers matched up and it just kind of worked out. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yep. That makes perfect sense. So you took advantage of the opportunity. So let's get to know Doris and Cisco for a little minute. How did you guys get started in your entrepreneurial journey? And then we'll have you both answer or everybody answer at the same time, the whole why laundromats thing.
2: Well, uh, we started out both at Cal Poly That is where we met. And we met in a dance class. (laughs) Nice. Um, no, no. So after we both graduated, Cisco as a civil engineer, myself as an accountant, we decided we're out of here. We're moving to Tucson, Arizona. We started there. Um, had some difficulty with jobs there. Back we came to California, um, and at that time I had, had my daughter, um, mm-hmm. and we've been going along, and and we knew we knew something didn't feel right, and we knew that. Um, we got to do something different. The job situation is not good. 2007, 2008 hit and we were floored out of a job for a year and a half. And that is what sent us on our journey to find out what do we need to be doing to get into business for ourselves.
4: Got it. So as far as, yeah, yeah, so as far as, um, you know, I took the, I went to college at Cal Poly Pomona as a civil engineer and then graduated. And, you know, everyone says it's a very stable job. That's why I kind of had my goals to be an engineer as long as I could. Of course, as the economy went up and down, so did my positions and jobs and everything else. And people are just getting laid off left and right. So, of course, I wanted something more stable. And Doris has actually found she was doing a lot of research on passive income and she did, she did bring up the laundromat situation. I, at first I thought that's a, that's an okay idea, but I wasn't crazy about it at first, (laughs) but, um, it's like, well, you know, so yeah, got more into it.
0: Got it. Got it. So the wife brings up the good idea and the husband says, ah,
3: I don't know.
2: Hmm. It's the usual.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's opposite in my case, Jay. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it was me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm well, a have... rich dad poor dad fan over here.
0: <laughs> got it. Got it. I believe many of our listeners are also rich dad poor dad fans, and probably a few people watching are also rich dad poor dad fans as well. So let, let's ask the obvious question on the table. Um, you could choose many different things to to invest in, like many different things. Why laundromat? Like who in their right mind says a laundromat makes sense. Like of all the things you could do. I mean, Thomas, you've done bed and breakfast, Cisco, you were doing engineering and, and many other It's uh, CPA work. All You guys were doing CPA work, all of these things. What makes laundromats so awesome as far as you're concerned?
2: You know, um, ma- oh, go ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. Doris. La- are not a glamorous thing, right? Um, but they are a necessary thing. Uh, We are in the ditches now with people who are using these laundromats and they need us. They Mm. need us desperately. Um, And, you know, why not? It's a quarter at a time, but people need us.
0: That makes sense. I mean, from a business standpoint, you want to have a business where the 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 customer is in a position in which they it's not a it's not an option. It's not a luxury. It's it's part of what they must do. What about you, Thomas?
3: Um for here in Italy, a dryer is actually a luxury item. I would say maybe only 10% of households have dryers. And in winter, even in Tuscany, it can be pretty rainy. And I would often be using a laundromat, being an American, and saying, okay, why don't why you know, I have a dryer at home, but other things, you know, large items, I would always use it, and I would see people there. And again, like I said, it just happened to be the right time, right place, bringing my girls to school every day. I would see an empty storefront, and after two months, I said, what can I do there? What can I do there? I had, When I owned a pastry shop, I happened to meet the importer of Speed Queen uh, Appliances, and uh, I found a way to get in contact with him, and I just opened one up. And then after that, a year later, I opened the second the uh in October of this year, I'm going to open the third one. It's just uh, I don't know. That's how it worked out. So you're saying people wash clothes in Italy too? That's amazing. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they wash them, but they normally don't dry them. You put them out of the line. But now after opening them, I even have like the old ladies. They're all coming in, and everyone's using the dryer now. So I'm, I mean, changing the. Tradition of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: That, well, I think that's interesting that you use and that you say it that way, Thomas, because what what you have is you've taken something that we consider, at least in the United States, is commonplace. And it's taken it to a completely different place. And it's not overly complicated to go, hey, they probably would like to dry their clothes, too. <laughs> I mean, exactly who wants to walk around in wet clothing. <laughs> so for those of you who are just joining us welcome my name is Jay Uh, I know many of you uh, know who we are especially if you're listening on the podcast but what we're doing today is we're recording the podcast live. So for those of you who are here live on Facebook and Periscope, by all means, feel free to ask a question. We're talking about laundromats. We're talking about cash flow. We have a couple in California who are doing it and some in in Thomas's out in Italy, where apparently people like to wash and dry clothes too. So this is also good. Now, Doris and Cisco, what have been like, how did you guys eventually come on the same page? Because you mentioned that one of you was like, okay, we can do, you know, laundromats. But the other was like, "eh, I'm not so sure." I, and because it's a question that I know many uh, people are dealing with is, I want to do this, but my spouse isn't on yet.
4: Yeah, um, I guess a lot of it was. I started doing more research myself. You know, I started listening to the real estate guys, which is, of course, how I discovered UJ. Your, oh, he, got it yeah they they did one of your live sessions. I listened to the whole thing I was like wow this is, this is really good so um I just kind of looked into I did a little bit of real estate myself. um uh, we had a rental in Florida. It was a little bit of work uh to say the least and, um we we decided you know we might as well get something that's here and that's closer that we can have more control of and you know, just kind of look at the numbers and Learning from all the brokers, and we said, "Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to do it." Of course, it's been a it's been a long process because of um, first we had to educate ourselves. Of course, the more we educated ourselves, the more we figured out it was really a good way to go. Just you know, just finding the right deal and all that stuff with the details. But that's pretty much just from doing more research and just seeing um, it's, it's the least amount of work you could do with the amount of cash flow that, that you can get.
0: Got it. Got it. And uh, Doris, why did it make sense to you?
2: Well, um, it was almost, we're almost pushed into this. Um, i I stand on the cliff of fear and Cisco, um, is full speed ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the one who pushes me over, but, um, after 2007, 2008, when we were hit very, very hard out of a job for a year and a half, and we were being pushed. And so the wheels started turning, and um, we, we started. We just like, it's go time now. We mm-hmm. need to get Cisco out of his job that has been very unstable over time, mm-hmm. and let's go. Let's go find something that's going to give us cash maybe quicker than one single-family Home at a time, right? So this was kind of our plan: get a couple laundromats, get Cisco out of his job, and let's get into real estate as well.
0: Got it, got it. And well, I I'm not going to argue with that plan in any way, shape, or form. Um, so we well, have a couple of questions though from the people who are watching live. One of them is, and which I think is very, very uh, appropriate. So, and I'll ask. I'm going to ask both both of you guys uh, uh, this. Um, because I want to know how much it was to actually get, how much it was to actually get, you know, the first one. How did you, you know, how much to get started is the question. And I think there's going to be a difference between the U.S. side and the Italy side. So I'm kind of
3: curious. Oh, is on there ever?
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. So, Thomas, why don't you why don't you tell us how what did that look like? The getting started cost to making that work.
3: Okay. The. As far as the machines, uh, I'm going to talk in Euro because uh, that's what it is. So uh, the the laundromats here in Italy, because I'm in the outskirts of Florence, I'm not in the city center. So they're not what a laundromat here is much smaller in the small towns than you would find in the U.S. So my my laundromat has four washers, four dryers, (laughs) an automatic cash register and the pumps and what have you. So the machines itself was 55,000 euro. And then after the uh, electric, plumbing, drywall, painting, all that kind of stuff, the getting the store up and running, a total investment on that first one was $75,000. seventy five thousand, seventy five eighty maybe. Don't think it got up to eighty, but there were the big expenses here was also starting up the uh, Italian version of an LLC with ten thousand capital, and so th- those are a lot of a uh, big big ticket items in the beginning to get the first one open. But that's just going to get amortized as we open up more. So that's. Uh, so the first one was 75,000 euro, got so it. more or less 82,500 yeah, US dollars. Yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking. I was, thinking, so I was yeah. going to tell everybody, thinking about $85,000 US is what yeah. he's saying. Uh, and that's exactly. four, how many washers you said, four?
3: Four washers uh-huh. and four dryers. Four, so two four small washers, washers two large dryers, or two small washers, two small dryers. Yeah, you got the idea. Two yeah, large yeah. washers and two, whatever.
0: Four excellent. and four. Excellent, exactly. excellent, excellent. And then okay, Doris and Cisco, what about you guys? What is that what did that look like for you guys in terms of getting that startup cost?
2: Um, in California you can go two ways. You can build or you can take an existing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building is not so smart, very expensive. So we bought an existing store.
0: Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, the new a new store would you'd have a lot of extra fees, but when we bought the new one. Um, like a larger store would range between, you know, 200,000 to half a million dollars. Wow. Um, ours, but we spend about 45,000 just, just to get the store, the business itself.
0: Nice. And how many, Uh, uh, I guess, wash, I don't know what you guys are calling them right now. I call them productive units, you know, H <laughs> unit of washers. <laughs> These are your little employees working. So how, how many do you have? <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: Ours
4: is a lot larger than Thomas's. We have 24 dryers oh, and nice. 29 washers. 29 washers. It, so what we okay. did was we did uh, a lot of upgrades. At first, we changed half of the dryers and about nine washers. So we had to replace those with, with new new items because the others were just too old and not as efficient. Um, and that alone was uh, about 65000 just for the machines. Oh, wow. And then we spent another,
2: how much? About 30000 just upgrading the store. The store, as you can imagine, at that price was quite dingy. Right, right. It was bad. Right. Um, there was security issues in this neighborhood. Um, and so, anyway, cost-effort cost, locks, all kinds of locks on the doors.
4: Yeah, because um, we had to automate everything. Um, so that way, when we leave, everything turns off. You know, the doors shut, the music, lights, everything turns off by itself. Oh, to that's re- cool. The folding table, because the ones that they had weren't usable um, the way, so we had to kind of redesign everything. And of course, everything else, ceiling tiles and Got security. It. Can-
0: so we're talking, it sounds like we're getting close to like 150 all in. Is that close? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but you have 29 unit. you said 29 washers?
4: 29 washers and 24 dryers.
2: 24 double stack double. dryers. So that's. Uh, oh, okay. wow. Exactly.
3: 48. No, 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 no. no, no. 20, 48. 48 dryers? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Oh.
2: 12, <laughs> 12, excuse me. 12, 12 double, double stack, stack
3: 12
0: dryers. 12 double stack. Oh, okay. okay, got it. Now I understand. Oh got it got it but that's still yeah either way it goes still a large footprint uh consuming lots of electricity we and we've got and a flood of questions came in all of a sudden so which is I think is going to be great um for for everybody so what the one of the questions that I, I thought was interesting so between Thomas yours laundromat's a little bit smaller but there's a little bit larger but I'm willing t- I'm almost I'm curious. The, the the name the major question is do they make money <laughs> that's how lucrative <laughs> is it that we have like a it looks like a, a a number of people who want to know yeah okay i get the fact that people want to wash their clothes in italy thomas and they want to do stuff they want to wash their clothes in california but does it make money okay maybe you've picked up on this one of the best things about Technology is the ability to, you know, gain experience from all corners of the globe, and it's one of the things I love. In fact, uh, if you are digging on the fact that hey, they're real investors inside of our community, here's what I want you to do. You've heard it before. I'll say it again. Go over to learninvestingnow.com, learninvestingnow.com, and. Just take advantage of the presentation that we have there, because it'll begin to educate you, put you in a position so that you can catch up, if not exceed the places where you hear Thomas, Cisco and Doris are today. Uh, We look forward to having you. But in the meantime, let's go find out if laundromats make money over in Italy.
3: It does here because even my small washers. I mean, this is, I'm sure Doris and uh, Cisco will be surprised at this. A small load, the washer, which is probably in the U.S. I don't know, two fifty maybe two twenty five. I get charged five dollars. That's a small. That's washer. Wow. And to dry it, yeah, and to dry it is uh, between four fifty and five fifty. Thirty minute dry. Is that per load? So, wow. Per load, yes, per load.
2: Thomas five
3: dollars fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, to, to dry and five five dollars to wash. And if it's okay. the larger, if it's a larger, let's say the 30 thirty pound uh, washer, that's uh, seven fifty euros. So at seventy five cents, eight dollars and twenty five cents, more or less, to uh, wash what? the large dryer a lot yeah.
2: if we could charge those prices wow
3: we'd be good <laughs> wow <laughs> like what
0: it just have suddenly i think we thomas you're gonna have a whole lot of people in italy all of a sudden <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think until would just they happen. get
3: the gas and an electric
1: bill
0: oh well that, that, that true true yep. i got you utilities definitely is going to be a yes. severe cost so so what does it look like on the u.s side Uh, per per load because clearly it's not that
2: no No. top loaders you know your regular basic top load machine we just increased from a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy five um that was a shocker for some um we have 30 pound front loaders at 325 and 50 pound front loaders at 525 our dryers run for 25 cents for 10 minutes
4: Wow, and you yeah. can add to that. Yeah, but most most people use thirty minutes, so they'll spend seventy five cents on average.
0: Got it, got it. Okay, got it. And then uh, specifically for you guys, uh, um, Cisco and Doris, they were asking how much did it cost to automate everything? Because one of the things that I know I've looked into laundromats, and I was like, man, I got to have somebody there. And then I was like, you know what? I have a teenage daughter. Then okay. I was like, that could work. And then I realized, no, because laundromats might not be in the safest neighborhood, and I don't want to be the dad that put his daughter in that kind of situation. And then I don't know why the idea of automating never occurred to me, but it occurred to you. So now I'm curious. How did that happen? Or well, how much was it?
4: Um, as far as cost, the big the big cost was probably our our door lock. That was pretty expensive. That was about $1,500. Um, oh. just put the door lock because it, it's an electromagnetic lock. They put it on a timer. and I
0: think I've seen these in some office buildings.
4: Yeah, it's usually an office building. They had one on there, but we weren't sure if it was working or not, so we just replaced the whole thing, Go put ahead. a new unit on there just to make sure it works, and now it finally does work. Um, as far as the automation on music, I found this little program that you could put a... You could put a schedule on iTunes to play, a it any any time of the day, stop any time of the day. So that was actually free. <laughs> and, um, I love it. the The lights, of course, that's just <laughs> in a like uh, regular mechanical timer. The ceiling fans are on a mechanical timer, which is you know forty fifty bucks each.
2: But remember, you can only automate so much. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right
4: the nice thing about it is we also can remotely control the audio and the videos from anywhere. That's what, that's a nice thing that I did. I, I use this iDevice app that I could just whip it out just in case someone's in the laundromat that we're not.
2: Too, we don't want there. That we don't <laughs> want there pretty
4: much. What happens once in a while. I could just turn it off. We turn, turn off it everything. So that's a nice thing. Whoa, that's whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. S- slow, that, slow that. Did you just, okay. So you're saying like from an, uh, an Apple device or, phone or whatever, you can turn on and turn off the laundromat?
4: Uh, I could only turn off the audio because we have music, or I could turn off the TVs. Okay, got it.
2: Because oh, okay. we have um, people who should not be in there sometimes come in, and they get comfortable, and so we make it uncomfortable.
0: And literally, <clears throat> just turning off the music is, un- is uncomfortable, and turning off the music and TVs is uncomfortable enough for them to leave?
2: Yep, because... There's nothing else
0: to do there for them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had no I, This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay. That, that This is exactly why I wanted to do this. Again, for those of you who are new to me, well, my name is Jay Massey. What we're doing is we are uh, doing our podcast like we normally do, but we're recording it live. So this way you guys get to interact. You get to ask questions. We have two individuals who have managed to... Uh, <laughs> dissect the laundromat world in such a way that they're able to earn money with it. We have Thomas over in Italy, and we have Doris and Cisco over in the California area. So here's um, the the next question for you guys. Here's the next question for you guys. Um, the Because one person had a great question, I think. And and I think many people who discover cash flow, discover real estate investing, have this same dynamic. You both are married, either in Italy or in California, (laughs) but they're looking for advice on how do you start your business when you have a spouse? And let's just assume. Who is currently not cooperative? Let's just assume that that's what they're referring to, because they didn't say that, but I'm putting those words in there. What advice would you give the persons who are trying to do their business but working with the spouse?
3: Oh boy! Um, I'll take that one. I uh, <laughs> I just did it. I you know talked about it, and maybe it, me being hard headed, but I said, listen, I think this is good for us, good for the family, and worst case scenario is it, it doesn't work and you close the door and you sell the machines you know there's not the risk was not the, the opportunity and the benefit to me outweighed the risk so got it I, sometimes i think you just have to do it got it and let them learn it's uh, it's like showing them uh, the, the the shut up check you know as soon as you get that first check <laughs> and that money that comes in, I said, look at that. I mean, the, the beauty about laundromats for me is like as we're talking to you right now, Jay, I can look on my iPhone right now too and see that someone is washing and drying the clothes. So, yes, awesome. it's making money and I'm sitting here enjoying my time talking to you.
2: Absolutely
0: that's amazing okay uh, technology helps management i like it i like how that plays a role because you i i don't want to have to i don't know thomas if this was an issue in italy but i just when i was thinking about laundromat i was like i don't want to have to go there are you saying you can do some Mm -hmm. of the same things like shut things off turn them on
3: absolutely the first three months did it all myself just so i could i believe that every business owner should at least know Almost every aspect of that business. So sure. I would go there, open it, clean it, close it, fix the things, get to know the people. That's important to show your face, the customer relations, help the old people out, the people that are new to the laundromats here. And uh, But then after three months, I found somebody that's going to clean it for me. Then I got a, a security company that passes by at 6 in the morning and opens it. And they pass by at 11 o'clock and close it. So that's uh, it's all automated at the moment. I pass by at the moment, taking uh, just for the cash. That's it.
0: Awesome, (laughs) you you got it mastered. So, uh, Doris, you had some ideas on how to help with uh, working with the spouse. I would love to hear those.
2: Um, I think Cisco wanted to take this one. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) We we, before we started, we actually
4: had this exact problem. Doris was of course she said she's she had a lot of fear on this. I mean, this is right before we were going to close escrow and sign <laughs> papers and go and and honestly <laughs> honestly at that time she had a lot of fear and at that time I had almost no fear. It was weird. Uh-huh. I think it has to do with my background. I've done a lot of other things like real estate. I sold insurance. I, I did a lot of marketing studies. I knew I, I knew how to market things. So as you know, as a marketing person, I knew what to do. I knew the steps that we had to take to make the money to make the store um um sellable, to make the store more a lot better, more profitable for, for the people. Because we knew how the store looked and we knew what would have to be done. And I almost pictured in my mind that we would be successful. So I just push and push he pushed. Me and pushed I just I just kept I thought,
2: <laughs> But sign here, let's go. Yep.
4: (laughs) Well, okay, so there's
0: something to be said for that, though, uh, Doris. I think that his confidence, even though you may not have had all of the information, did his, I got to assume that some of his confidence in what was going to happen, or at least being able to figure it out, had to play a big role.
2: Oh, I did take that in. I I knew, you know, we were both on the same page. I have analysis paralysis. Oh. I see analyze anything. Just just let me at it. But pushing me to, to really say, okay, let's go now. That's where he came in. But I knew I was listening and I was hearing him this store. See this store, when we took over, it had to be built back up. It was on its way out. So there was some risk involved and I was kind of weighing everything. And I knew, I knew about the marketing. I knew that if we got in there and put our touch to it, it would work because demographics were good. The lease was good. And everything that we were educated on was lining up. So I said, let's go.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now you, you, you bring up education and you both, we, I would love to know in your words, um, one, how did you find out that, that cashflow diary even existed? And what made you decide to, to, we'll call it take the plunge.
3: Thomas, sorry, you want to go first? Okay, I will go first. Jay, I'm um, I'm sure I it was October ish of 2014 that I got introduced to you, um, probably from a search on uh, what uh, must have been Cash Flow or what have you, and a podcast came up, and I ended up registering for an event that you had with the uh, self-directed uh, IRAs with Karen Hall. And uh, I remember you answering a question of mine and saying, wow, this guy's from Italy and this and that. And I just started following the cashflow diary bridge. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm a student and what have you great courses that you offer. And that's how it was.
4: So what about you guys? Been- yeah, we started listening to um, real estate guys. And um, I think I mentioned to you that they broadcasted for two days, to your seminars or two podcasts about your seminar, so I listened to both of them really, um, really closely because I, I was really I was really impressed how you were presenting everything and how you made it more exciting. Not just do this, <laughs> do this. Like, like some people do. Just you know, so so I got into it. I, I started listening to your podcast, and then one of our Orange County uh, real estate groups had you there, so we saw you there a few times. Um, so that, that was Scott Me- Mendick. Mendick, I think. Yeah. Oh,
0: Scott Mednick. Yes, I know.
4: Right, yeah, yeah. Um, he had you there a few times, so we went there and I, I brought my family there, brought Doris and even my daughter there too, and we all enjoyed your your session there. It was really awesome.
0: Good. That's cool. Now, what I'm curious to really know because I'm gonna put myself on the spot real fast because I actually I don't know how this question is going to go. What if anything have you learned? Um, from the materials that has helped you with your laundromat, I
3: think okay. Well, I'll jump on it. All right. After taking a course that you offered, Jv, a digital mass, m- oh, digital nice. marketing mastermind, um, I opted to. I opened up Facebook pages, and I'm Facebook using Facebook ads to try and get more people into the laundromat. For instance, uh, that one of my locations that's in a uh, in a square sometimes they'll close the square for uh, a flower festival or the rose festival or the, the italian food fe- what what have you the various festivals that happen in the, the center square and uh what i'll do is i post on facebook okay don't use this laundromat go down to my other one which is about two miles away and it's just all helped out the digital marketing with that and the people that see that and i, I put up a. Uh, discounts, you know, maybe in June and November, I'll offer uh, 10% off to get more people in there. And that's all from Facebook because I realized that spending on advertising, we were spending so much money on advertising when we first started up uh, $250 for a billboard or what have you. But on Facebook ads, I reached 10,000 people in my just local little area and it cost me like 20 euros or something like that. You If you
0: only could see the size of the grin on my face, you know how excited I am for that, right? That is insane. (laughs) That's insane. I love it. That's exactly why I keep telling people, get off the yellow letter train, do it this way. You can reach so many more people for so much less. This is awesome. What about you guys, uh, Doris and Cisco? Well, I think one of the big things that
4: you brought up was – building a team ah. team built um i mean it sounds so easy yeah we'll build a team we'll find someone but that i think is one of the hardest parts. but one of the most important parts because you spend a lot of time building the team once you have it it's it's, it's, invaluable. it's really nice. invaluable yeah so i think that's one of the biggest thing that that really yeah. sticks to me as far as building a team and having having things work out for you
0: Got it, got it. So here's the ultimate question then. Here's the ultimate question. You've been running your laundromats for a little while now. You've been doing your thing. The question becomes, knowing what you know today, would you buy another one? Yes or no, and why?
4: Absolutely. Yep. Well, there was
0: no hesitation. (laughs) No, no. No hesitation. I'll be opening up my third one uh, in October. Okay, I think people want to know why the why no hesitation? Why why is that? What 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 makes you go absolutely uh, yeah, every
3: day and twice on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Because they 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 are cash cows. That is why.
4: They work they work. They definitely work.
3: They work. I mean, the only thing I would do differently would be uh maybe not uh taking uh exactly what the people that are trying to sell you the machines saying that what they're going to make you, yeah. I, but there was no way for me to compare that here. So I had to take, you know, as gospel, what this guy said, okay, this machine will make this much, this much, you'll do this many loads a day. And that's not the case. So what I'm in the process of doing is restructuring the loan that we had. And I'm just going to put it out instead of, you know, five years, put it out to 10 years, get enough, up it up, to open the third store and my payment will still be lower than uh, what we're paying now so that would just i mean live and learn just experience and uh, i won't get caught behind that eight ball again totally understood
0: makes perfect sense i like the fact that uh, you're taking it as a live and learn most people would want to know all the details before they get started and would never get started right doris
2: Yeah, but you know what? It's funny here, you know, California is a lot different than Italy. This, where we are and where the laundromats are located in California, it is a lesson in human interaction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a study in psychology, sociology, and all those other things. And you're like, that's where the people who are on the news come from.
2: Yes, we have been pushed To the edge, I could write a book on this thing, and I may. (laughs) Um, Hey, (laughs) if if you are not resilient um, and have a thick skin, which I have, I have really gotten a thick skin on this one. um, Maybe this isn't for you, but there are also very—it's very enjoyable, and people are very thankful. So, to get another one, yes, it's very hard work, but yeah, like Thomas said. This is a cash cow, one quarter at a time. Some people have said, I don't know how they do it, but laundromats make money because they are a necessary um, service.
0: Yeah, stinky clothes, not good at all. <laughs> 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 there is no need for a proof of concept on that when we get it. Yes, we don't wanna yeah. have stinky clothes. Okay, whatever yeah. that cost, even what'd you say, Thomas,
3: $5 a load to wash? $5. And yeah, five the dry. Exactly. That is- I think you need to change your statement that people need a place to live, work, play, or lay and wash. And wash. Jay. Right. Clearly <laughs> I had no idea
0: that it was anywhere near. Th- I'm just, I'm floored by that. I'm floored by that. So the, the, speaking of, of let's, let's talk like operating expense ratios and things of that nature really fast. So typically does, is it, you know, I know in my head, I start thinking in units, right? So every door I want to be able to have somewhere between 50 and a hundred dollars per month per door, et cetera. And I start thinking about performance metrics. How do you guys measure that same thing when it comes to laundromats? How do you measure, Oh, this washer is, this is a good one. And this dryer, it doesn't make an, it doesn't make enough money. How, how does that work? We
4: measure in terms of, per- I'm sorry, what? Oh, we measure yeah. turns per day. Okay. Uh, basically, turns per day is how many times average a machine is used. So if it, if, it, if it's used once a day, it's once per day, but we take the average for, for all the types of watches. Like we'll take the top loaders. If there's nine of them, we see how many times per day it's being used. So on average, as far as the laundromat industry, it's about –
2: uh, the average is four turns per day. It's about
4: four turns per day. So we're, um, the store started off like around one and, one and a half to two turns per day on average for all the washers. Mm. And we're steadily increasing that.
1: Interesting.
0: Thomas, same thing, same idea, same concept?
3: Um, yes, more or less. But over here, I have a, uh, a automated cash point. So it's not where people would put money into each machine. They go to a centralized cash register and that will, it uh, gets, gives me all the data, something you would love yeah um, i can see exactly how much uh each machine took in you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight how much it took in and by that i can just divide it by what the cost is on the machine if it's 450 divided by 450 and that tells me how many loads were ran that day i usually do my data i'm at the moment doing it myself so once a week sunday night i'll go down clear out the machine and but now I've just talked to, with a the, uh, the supplier, and there is a way for me to uh, put a SIM card modem in the machine that just came out, and then I will be able to do this uh, automatically. And that was that's how you do it. So Thomas. that will be one more way. Then I just need to find that one trustworthy person to take the cash out of the <laughs> machine. But at that point, with that modem. Data will. I will already know how much money is in the machine. Right. So that will tell her, okay, go to the bank, deposit X amount, and that's it. So it was. It is going to become totally hand, totally free for me. Wow, so, yeah. Doris.
4: Do you have a card system, Thomas?
3: Yes, they do. Uh... C- cash and card. The machine takes a cash and a card. I sell a let's call it a discount card. So if someone buys the card. And then if they charge it up, so if they'll put 20 euro in, then I will give them 3 euro for free. 40 euro, 8 euro for free. If they charge it up with 80 euro, then I will give them 20 euro for free. So that, that'll that give them a 25% discount. So that, so people will buy the card and then they charge it up and then I'm able to, uh, I don't, they get a discount. I, I get the money up front. I get 80 euro up front. And so I can use that to how I want If They lose the card that money would still be mine. Obviously also. So,
0: wow, this is amazing guys. It just, so, you know, some of the comments uh, are, I want a laundromat now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know, someone says uh, they want you to fly them there, Thomas. They'll do the, they'll do it for you. And then, what company <laughs> handles the money? I, I don't quite understand the question. I think they're saying what company handles the money, but I'm curious to know how you guys, uh, Doris and Cisco, how do you guys handle the the cash part of it? Because are you like literally collecting bags upon bags upon bags of quarters?
2: Yeah, yeah you know. People ask us about this. What about your safety? Um, you know, your your stealth. You you do it at different times. And yes, we go uh, machine by machine and dump those quarters into bags and bring them back into the office. Put them into a counter. Actually, we weigh the coins. Um, put them back into the coin counter and pull the cash from the coin counter. I mean, from the cash machine. From the cash machine. Coin machine.
0: Wow. Interesting. That seems very heavy and time-consuming, is it?
2: Uh, You know what? It takes me all of about 15 minutes. Well, I'm going through the store at a rapid pace, you know. She's fast. (laughs) I don't need to be held up. um, And that is a risk, you know. But we've we've just learned how to do it. Um, But it is. It's very quick. It's 15 minutes. We weigh it really quickly, bag by bag. Um, The bags are by machine type. I see. And then we just pour them back into the um, change machine, pull the cash, and go to the bank.
4: Yeah, the scale specific is specific to, to measure quarters. So it'll tell you how many quarters and how much it's worth, wow. and you're done. You don't yeah. have to count anything.
2: Yeah, we're not rolling quarters. Yeah, I'm not rolling. Thank <laughs> you.
0: I, thank you for clearing that up because in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, but you got to How do you do I mean, that's a lot of quarters <laughs> to roll. <laughs> How many kids do you have, right? You run the switch <laughs> just, just to roll quarters or something.
3: <laughs> I, I, well, you're was, all right there, Jake. It, right, yeah.
0: I got more. To, yeah, my kids need something to do. I'll send them up to, to you guys to roll quarters because <laughs> it's like I, in my head, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work, but okay, they got to have a system. What does it look like? What does it sound like? So that's good. Um, that's good. Um, I, I definitely – Uh, wanna say that I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to, to share. Your, your stories here with us and and doing so and being the first to do so in the, this live format. For those of you watching live, hopefully you've taken advantage of the opportunity to interact directly through me. Um, and if you liked the live ability, you need to tell us so in the comments below the video on Facebook and or in the comments on Periscope. Otherwise, we just may not do it this way again. Uh, nonetheless, guys, I have the same question for both of you. I have the same question for both of you. Well, actually, before we go there, uh, I know that some people are going to want to reach out to you guys so that they don't reach out to me. What's going to be the best way for them to track you guys down?
2: Um, I guess email. by email. Our yeah. email is okay.
4: Okay. Um, go ahead. And... It's, yeah, it's urbanrialto uh, at gmail.com. So it's just R I A L T O at gmail.com. Excellent.
3: Excellent. And then, Thomas? Um, me, after uh, a fantastic digital marketing mastermind group that I was in, uh, I <laughs> started a new uh, process. So, my new website is cashflowcompass.com. Compass, as in the thing that will lead you to financial freedom, the tool that will lead you to financial freedom. And a compass has literally a driven my life to with with traveling around the world, the Marines, the whole thing. A compass has always been a very uh, important thing for me for some reason. Awesome. It's awesome. Excellent. So uh, with that being said,
0: though, uh, I want to ask you both or ask all of you, all three of you, the same uh, question as we end here. The, um, you know, there's somebody listening right now, somebody watching even maybe who is going, you know what? I would love to, to make a move. Uh, you know, they don't even know what move. They just know they feel the need to make a move. Something is prodding them. Something is encouraging them to make a move. And they're thinking about doing it, but they haven't done it. And every time they think about it, though, in the back of their head, they have that voice. And it's a voice I know we're all familiar with. And what I really want to know is, if, if someone right now is has that voice in the back of their head, what would you say to that person?
2: In making... Move to a laundromat or just moving at all?
0: Moving at all.
2: <sighs> That's a tough one. Um,
0: but you yeah. are uniquely qualified, Doris, to answer this question because you typically... <laughs> <use them. laughs>
2: you know, our we were being pushed. Ours, um, we just, it finally became clear we have to do this a different way. A job was not working for us. Um and that's when the wheels start turning, and you know we start pushing.
4: Yes, yeah, so I think I think a good way to start without having a risk is to really educate yourself on a laundromat, because there's a lot of little um, things you need to know. It's not just buy it and you start going. There's a lot of little details, <laughs> or, or even how to evaluate, because to evaluate a laundromat is the longest part it took us quite a while to get our first one it took us over two years to get our first launch event just by we've been evaluating that long wow so it's it's quite the task but to move i think of course is education once you get more educated you'll definitely start to see the light
3: agreed okay. thomas yes i would i would agree with cisco first thing is educate I mean, you need to uh, bump up because you're not going to be the person that you want to be is not the person that you are right now. So through education, then you can become that person. And as far as uh, relating to laundromats, just look for, I don't know, for me here in Italy, I look at empty storefronts now. I can't not, if I'm at the stop sign in the center of Florence, I'll look and say, oh, look at that. And then I look, can I put a chimney in there? You know, it's just now it's just a natural thing. So you always need to be looking for the next opportunity. Educate yourself, and then the opportunities will present themselves. Without education, you're not going to be able to see those opportunities. Agreed. I
0: agree 100%. Nonetheless, I I definitely appreciate all of you guys taking the time uh, to be here, taking the time to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, uh, be that working with a spouse, be that starting a laundromat in a foreign country, or just getting started in general. Nonetheless, I, I see the comments. They're excited uh, that we we you guys were here. They're excited to be able to ask questions. And I know that I appreciate uh, everything that you guys bring to the Cashflow Diary community as well as now that you'll be bringing. Uh, now this will be able to go out to so many more people and they'll have laundromats on their mind. And who knows where this may lead.
3: Well, love to talk with anyone Um, open all the time for any kind of uh, contacts. So it'd be great. And just remember, go ahead, Doris.
2: Oh, say absolutely. Any questions, send them to us, Urban Rialto. Um, We love to help people. So send your questions. We love them. It'll It'll be great.
0: Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean today? That means, well, I think we've learned, if nothing else, paralysis uh, by analysis is, well, going to cost you some money. And now we know it's actually costing you lots and lots of quarters. And in some cases, we've learned that people just need to have clean clothes, which is great. So that's code for find a problem, solve it, and then solve it for a profit. And you can go out there and make things happen. It's been fun talking to you guys today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.